from the depths of the bad man With a gun and a knife and a waistband With the war with the devil and shaitan He wore a bad toupee and a spray tan So high now, hoping that I land On a tight stick, moving through Thailand On the radio, heard a plane hijack Government being back like the cook crack I'm moving the world of conspiracies Obey no rules, I'm doing me Smoke kush, transport to the airport Customs found a joint in my passport Pull cash and I gave him what he asked for God damn it, it's a motherfucking miracle Small bride made it back into America Hit Uber and maneuvered out the area Dude, so I've always been really annoyed when they do flavored alcohol, like flavored vodka or something. That's like a personal thing. I, I, same thing with whiskey. You, I don't like. You don't. You don't like flavors, or? Well, I mean, I just feel like if you're drinking, you're drinking. Let's just be fucking men about this, and not to be like gender non-exclusive or whatever. I'm just saying, drink the mm, fucking alcohol. You're, you're gendering flavors now. Okay. <laughs> This is my, interesting. My you larger know, point is that I don't like, like, I remember, like, vodkas, whatever. But then they started doing it with beers, too, right? Like, I remember, like, oh, the Bud Light Limerita. Okay, Which, so by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll actually get behind you on that, like, beer with fruit flavors does not make sense to me. Because it's, like, two competing things. Like, fruit is its own thing. I can see right. fruit with vodka, you know, or other liquors, whatever. Sure, fine. But, like, fruit with beer. Beer is, like, hearty and bitter and weird right why are you gonna throw like a fucking you know avocado uh pumpkin uh you know uh, strawberry (laughs) situation in there keep riffing it (laughs) no i was like trying to think of a fruit and i was like avocado why was that the first one you thought of jesus christ (laughs) well my point is this is like look i i don't personally like the vodka stuff but it doesn't offend me the way that like the 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 beer fruit does now Mm. even lime that's a weird one because like i don't know if it's widespread but certainly like with spanish cultures and stuff like that um people will put like lime in coronas or land sharks or mexican beer specifically that's kind of like the thing you do with it right um some spanish places the taste of the corona Right. Well, then you also do like, I think it's like Clamatos or whatever. You put uh, tomato juice in beer. I've never done that, but that's a thing, right? Today on the way home, I passed like a beer store, right? Because that's what they, they actually have whole stores dedicated to beer solely here. And uh, I saw like Limerita, one thing. I thought that was the bottom of the barrel. Then I saw Natty Ice Raspberry Beer. They call it the, the Razzy Natty. And I was like, holy shit. Like we have, we have hit bedrock, bro. <laughs> like this is, a, we don't get any lower than this, I don't think um jesus christ okay yeah continue like what <laughs> i don't know how much more i have to say there's about this, nothing but I mean, to continue just to say that like we i, I, I mean the like the, the amazon is on fire but this is the thing that you choose to like <laughs> signal the fucking end of the world okay well, because I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, the world was going to end anyway. No offense to the Amazon being on fire. That's like just a sad reality. The so was this like, like the final nail in the coffin, like the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were? You know what this is like. You know, in every horror film, they kill that fucker, and then they're standing over his body, and then it's like it jumps out one last time, and they like chop his head off or shoot him in the head or something. It yeah. was like it was past that. Like we didn't even get the death rattle, fucking last moment jump scare. It's just fucking over. Like. When I saw that, to me, it was the big crunch, right? Like the, the, the mm. astronomical projection that eventually the world's going to stop expanding and just con- condense as quickly as it ever expanded. Like, we'll be right. here one minute, and then we'll be gone. <laughs> well. <laughs> and that uh, was welcome it. To, welcome to episode 50, by the way. 
All right, so we're already covering our basis of like no optimism, pessimistic as fuck, depression. Right. Well, I, I was thinking about like, what are we going to do for this episode? You know, like it's right. episode 50. Should we make a special? Should we return to our greatest hits? And I think we've already answered that question for ourselves, right? We didn't plan anything for this. But like you said, we're already hitting those nihilism, cynicism notes, uh, talking about something mon- mundane making it seem like a bigger deal than it is. Um, probably going to talk about pop culture at some point. That's the difference Maybe between you and me, is that none of this is is not worth talking about. None of it is a big enough deal. And you're over there downplaying it, and I'm slowly losing my mind. And is it, what is it, fodder for your goddamn entertainment, Max? Well, I mean, if we were both losing our minds, then what kind of show would this be? That's right. you got to be the driver. Look, there's got to be one semi-sober driver on this fucking plane ride, right? Like, right. Uh, yeah, okay. You won me over. You have to. You're the responsible one. No one I mean, f- 50 episodes in, and we just figured out the dynamic here. Maybe if, like, what we need to do is do, like, a Dundies for Where's My Burrito very quickly now. It's just two Dundies. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. But um, Dundee is, like, most, uh, like, sober dry. I mean, like, I think about the responsibility. You've had to be the parent here a lot of the time. You've had to be the, the, the grown-up who doesn't uh, fall into despair, where I have got to, for better or for worse, just be my id version of myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have my own despairs, but I just see you immediately. You always start off, like, with a fucking nosedive, and I'm like, all right. Gotta pull up the plane, I guess. Does that ever get exhausting to always be on? Like you can never like, when's gonna be my time? You know, like. <laughs> I mean, I remember at one time I had like an existential crisis about like mattress purchases, and you <laughs> were just not responding at all. And I was like, I guess that's the last time I ever do that. Well, now I feel bad. I didn't know your world was collapsing. That was my you. one shot. I was like very consciously like, all right, now it's my time to shine. Right. Didn't happen. No. Well, because like you didn't seem existentially shook so much as mildly annoyed. I think that was the difference. I was I was full on spiraling about that. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. I, I can't tell you how many hours I dedicated to like researching mattress in a boxes, right. and then I found this whole conspiracy about how like they're all a scam, kind of, and everything. Not going to get into it now. It's too late. That ship has sailed. Yeah, no, I just like that you were like, what what mattress do I want to buy? I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> like, like that was your thought process. <laughs> Maybe episode title? I don't know already. Like, all right, 10 minutes Maybe. in. I really like that. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like you don't get the credit you deserve, so I will thank you now on behalf of myself and the audience that we have, the loyal listeners and whatnot. Like, I feel like you, like, obviously this show wouldn't be this show without you. I don't think it would be the show without any of us, but specifically right. what you bring to it is, uh, you know, like a seasoned old pro. You know what I mean? Like mm. uh, your your hands always steady. You're DiCaprio in The Departed, where he's given that monologue. My hand steady. steady. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being the Jack Nicholson to my DiCaprio. Um, you know, you you always come in here, and I don't know if you're gonna walk in like covered in blood and just tell people to go home, or if you're gonna <laughs> launch into a story about the old days. Um, but that, that's what makes this show special, man, is the, the unpredictability of it. Um, and I love that. So, so I appreciate you too. Thank you. Um, well, let's stop sucking each other's dicks, guy. We still have a show to do. All right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like you giving me congratulations when I've done nothing to deserve it. I mean, 49 episodes, whatever. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So this is, we're, we're going into a therapy session now. Okay. Uh, let's I'm stop done. with I'm the sorry. negative self-talk. All right. You know, let, let's, let's be fair to ourselves. Uh, you're no, doing legit. I work. mean, like, like, let's, let's put it in perspective, which is like, look, I've done podcasting a lot, but I've done a lot of things that would go like 25 episodes and then a partner would dip out because they weren't seeing the results they wanted right. or, or whatever. And the truth is we always started this as a thing where like, I, I always pitch this never as like, let's do a podcast and get a bunch of people to listen to us. I pitched this and we said it on the first episode and I will repeat it for whatever dumb fucking reason you and I didn't talk for years. And that's so weird. We've known each other when we were kids and we went through formative teenage years and early twenties and all that. And then we just didn't talk for years. Very dumb. And, uh, out of the whim or out of the blue, like on a whim, we ended up meeting up in Brooklyn when you were visiting some other friends thought it was going to be awkward. What it, was was immediately clicking right back into place and it freaked me out and i'm like honestly pissed at myself that we had wasted so much time not speaking yeah. to each other um, um i do want to tell my side of the story on that like i i was so i i don't know if i've ever been as hungover as i was on the day <laughs> that i saw you again right like i was so hungover that like i didn't have time for any awkwardness or like any sort of apprehension because i was just like concentrating on not throwing up in right. the middle of a crowded <laughs> diner um and my friends that i was visiting are vegans they're like you got to try this vegan diner and try this vegan chicken it's really good it tastes like the real thing and it just tasted like fucking cardboard right. um and i don't think that was just because i was hungover. I, I just think it sucked and i think that, that that's the thing that happens to you when uh you become a vegan like you just like get delusional you forget what things taste like etc um, but anyways, we went back to, to your apartment like that day. Um, and like my friends like were off doing their own Brooklyn thing. And uh, we hung out. I did a uh, podcast with your friend, Robert, talking oh about the Cloverfield project oh, or yeah, whatever. Paradox. Or paradox. <laughs> um, I remember just, again, trying not to throw up while he was like screaming about Turks and Caicos. Um, and uh, ever since then, a friendship was uh, reborn. Like a uh, phoenix rising from the ashes. Right. A pissed off rock and roll 1980s David. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know you which know rock star I was going to say. Sorry. To my credit, I did not throw up uh, that entire day. Yeah, so, I was really proud of your power. ability to take the alcohol and our ability to kind of squash beef immediately. I think that that was like really big of me. I want to pat myself on the back here. I hold a grudge. Everyone knows know. this about yeah. me. I didn't hold a grudge that day. And the larger point is like uh, subsequently... Uh, took a little bit longer than 52 weeks, but we are at 50 episodes, man, which is a significant milestone, uh, no, no matter how you look at it. And it's weird yeah. because, again, I am fulfilled by it in a way that I have not been by other things that maybe have more status or more profile or more right. whatever. Well, uh, I, I think we started doing this more as an excuse to just like have a reason to talk to each other right. like on a regular basis. Um, and then it turned into like a thing we look forward to doing just to do. Well, and to, um, and to have the conversations that we no doubt would have had, had we yeah. talked all those years. And I always right. loved that, which is like, look, it's like, uh, you know, maybe people aren't going to respond to it right away. Maybe there's not a mass broad appeal to it. But if, as, from a purely sociological thing of these people hadn't talked to each other in years, and they're like, hey, we're gonna start a podcast. Holy shit, man. I think we right. nailed it. Like, I think we fucking destroyed the format. There will never be another <laughs> we as I said, uh, and I, I, I don't know, man, I don't want to like, you know, be too self-congratulatory about it, but like if 50 I mean, episodes of something that I'm so proud of that every single week, even the episodes we talk bad about, like we talk bad about audio quality and stuff like that. I just, the weird universe that we've created in 50 episodes 
is so amazing to me, man. I know. So, so many characters, so many uh, running gags, et cetera. Me this would be, you know what we should have done? Gag. We should have just had people like write witty banter and then be, you know what I mean? Like it's a clip <laughs> show. How about that one time we talked about and we cut back to it and then we don't right. have to do any work. It probably ends up being way more why work in the long do, run. Why didn't we do, oh yeah, that would have been way more work. That's why we don't do it. The reason, that's another reason I do this thing is because it's like the lowest effort way to feel productive is just like, we don't plan anything. Like this is the creative process. We talked about it on much earlier episodes. Uh, we hit record. Sometimes Christian's like, I have a couple things I want to talk about. I prepare nothing as per right. usual. Um, and then uh, we have an episode. Yeah, we're, go- we're going into we're going into 50 with Z- like literally sub-zero planned. Like this yeah. wasn't even like I got something. Uh, I thought right. of that fucking Razzy Natty shit when we pressed record because <laughs> how could I not? <laughs> it's plaguing right. me. No, but uh, we are going into this kind of blind and I really love it. Now, I mean, if we can look back one more time. You have 49 episodes. Do you have a personal favorite? Just in case people are coming in now for some reason uh, and they want to go back, you want to steer them in the right place. I think we've had a couple that are like, holy shit. Yeah, right? but yeah we, we, we have. Like I have some favorite bits like the rat meeting Lyndon B. Johnson is still uh, one of our better like bits of absurdity. But uh, no, like as, start, as far as episodes go, I've said it before, but like episode 12 was the first one where I was like, oh shit, um, because it's just such a like, kinetic like back and forth like super fast really funny really snappy um episode right. 47 don't quit before the miracle happens that one's great just yeah. everything about that one we were just talking about it um really fucking good uh i don't know how about you yeah i mean i would say 11 12 the back-to-backs that we did because i think 11 was toxic or is this 12 toxic masculinity because that one's mm-hmm. fucking amazing uh <laughs> 11 the one before that a midget named asshole i also really yeah. like Slash uh, a tale of two festivals. I like how we had those two options as titles, and you went with a midget named asshole, and better, the most unflattering picture of Vern Schroyer I've ever seen in my life. Let me ask that. All right, let's let's pivot to that. What are the low moments of the fifty episodes? Because looking back, I look at that and I'm like, well, he was dead and already down. There was no need for that. Way to punch literally down. Torres. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, a, you might have a better um, grasp on that than I do. I don't think we have any real low moments, to be honest. Uh, no, I find lo- like low moments in reflection. I think I was even talking about that last week or something, where I was talking about when the Me Too thing happened. Yeah. I just thought it was like a like a sick joke, like like <laughs> one of those like <laughs> stupid internet things that happens for two weeks that everyone forgets about. So I like was trolling that really hard. That didn't mm-hmm. look good. Like most of the things I I am shameful for me looking back now with uh 29 year old eyes being like that was fucked up we shouldn't have done any of that man <laughs> i my biggest thing is this i'm really proud of this and anyone who doesn't know me is cool uh, could i show could we show our parents this at all like that's what scares the shit out of me i start well i mean your mom listens to it right yeah, i think she did early on and then i said fuck too much and she was like i'm out <laughs> she's like, like nope I'm done. Um, I, I, the devil that I've had, you know, <laughs> I, I started playing it for my mom in the car. I was listening to an episode we had recorded trying to find like an episode title and she did not laugh. She went, Oh, you guys. Cause we were talking about how like Jesus might not have existed. It was the conspiracy theory episode. I, well, I think that was a good, I still, what's proven <laughs> about that? Your mom is your mom. Loki super Catholic still. Uh, not super Catholic, but she does, you know, she's spiritual, I guess. She's a Christian woman. I didn't read the Bible. I should have read the Bible for 50, man. Yeah, you had a recurring segment that lasted for two episodes, which, to be fair, is more of a recurring segment than most of the segments we've had. (laughs) 
Uh, right, where you read the Bible. Face off at three, Bible yep. at two. That's it. Nothing uh, else. We blood bros. We blood bros twice, I think. Uh, That's true. We never finished that story. Right. I mean, uh, I didn't read the Bible, but I was just thinking about the Bible abstractly uh, because mm. it's one of those things where people talk about, read the Bible's literature, man. Like, it's a really good book. That's not true. It's not Who a good that? book. Who Everyone, says that? Everyone, there's like, there's college campuses that teach that shit. Like, oh, read the Bible as literature. And I'm like, look, there are certain like passages that might be cool, but there's a lot of begetting, man. Yeah. Like, we, we've talked, we, yeah, we've talked about this where it's like, uh, Jim begat John, John begat. Well, that's fine if it's Jane, not a full page. <laughs> like, Ezekiel begat. Jabekiel, I don't no, know. What we needed was like some disruption, like uh, like Ezekiel beget <laughs> Jebediah. Allegedly, they went allegedly. to they got DNA tests. Like, give me an avenue where I can, like, all right, I want to I want to explore that further. What happened? Right, like God's PR firm came in and they were like, at allegedly. <laughs> Well, that's we don't what, want anything again, here that they could use against us. God comes in and does it. So instead of just speaking to the writers of the Bible, as he has done multiple times in the Bible, allegedly, uh, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire a PR firm, right? In house, I have a PR firm." Ezekiel begat John. Uh, parenthetical, allegedly. Footnote: <laughs> We do not endorse any opinions. <laughs> Go down. Yeah, it's a whole fucking thing. No, I mean, I that's what it needs. It needs like a any similarities honestly, to any person living or dead is purely coincidental. It needs it needs a page one rewrite. Like if we were to rewrite the Bible. One. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so just like start over from scratch, back to the drawing board, get Harmon in the room. <laughs> yes. Where's the story we- circle here? Well, we, I think maybe if you want to be bold, I think we could perfect all that's all the sins of Christianity, man. Like, I think we could fucking do it now. I mean, that's the true thing. Here's the thing is the Christianity, that's all New Testament. And I'll tell you this, think about the Bible as a storytelling mechanism. Uh, the New Testament's fucking simple. I think that's what's so appealing about it. As an origin story, as a hero's journey, you can absolutely, absolutely track that. Yeah. It's not like very complicated. The Old Testament, that's like what uh, Judaism mostly is, is keeping in terms with the Talmud, the first six books of that, right? So even though the Christians like acknowledge the Old Testament, they're kind of like, yeah, it's the Old Testament. I don't give a shit. Uh, and, and then they only focus on the Bible aspect of it. So we right. would have to fix uh, like a part of the religion that they don't even really acknowledge is my point. It's just weird to me that there's like a sequel that is sort of a requel. It's like a reboot sequel to the Bible and people are fine with that. There's no like cognitive dissonance about that at all. Well, yeah, I remember, I remember in college where I was, I was in a class and there was a person who uh, was talking shit about Islam because Islam, and I think a lot of people for some reason, fuck this up is the next logical progression, right? Like, mm. people come and say, like, oh, well, Islam comes in and says, oh, that Jesus guy, that didn't really happen. And 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 they're really shitty about that. And I'm like, you right. realize that's what you did to the Jews, right? It's like the same thing. You just came <laughs> out after the fact. It was like, eh, silly Jews, you tried. This is what really happened. Right. Uh, and then when someone did it to you, you started clutching your pearls. Like, it's just a very interesting thing to me that they do have the cognitive dissonance, like you said, about it. But we would have to, I mean, like, again, like, you think Genesis looking a little old? You think we could update that for modern times? How like, would you How would you rewrite Genesis? I mean, uh, in the beginning, uh, there was the heaven and the earth. All right, so that's structurally sound. That still works. All right, because mm-hmm. we got to keep it magical realm. You know, we can't get right. Rid of we we got to ignore the entire solar system. Yes, and dinosaur bones. 
and (laughs) carbon dating (laughs) or do we lean into it man i mean i'm giving i'm literally giving you carte blanche to do whatever you want with the bible you are uh god dictating this to some dude Okay, well, uh, I think what we do is now knowing what we know is we lean into the science a little bit. We have right. to talk about the other planets. We have to talk about dinosaur bones. We have to basically make, like, the Bible happen. In the beginning, there was a heaven and the earth, but there's, like, I don't know, a couple yeah. million years of dinosaurs running around first. Like, just a couple, like, common sense inclusions that recontextualize all of it. Yeah, maybe throw in some, like, you know, real-world application, like, uh, uh, pieces of logic. You know, like, <laughs> hey, um... There's going to be a thing called smartphones. They seem like a good idea at the time. Right. But Steve Jobs is the fucking devil. <laughs> uh, Uber is going to be a thing. And listen, beware Jason Rape. That guy's everywhere. All right. <laughs> like, I, if he, like, I, that's what I really need. Like, you know that fucking, that movie, that I forget, is it, is, it, is it The Kid or maybe it's City Lights? The Chaplin movie where homie's rocking a cell phone? Mm. Oh, yeah. We should be the cell phone people, bro. That could be us. <laughs> like be that who, ahead of the curve how is he talking on a cell phone there's no cell phone towers there's no satellites right. we'd have well, to like, go back in time right we'd have to launch a satellite into space <laughs> we'd have to erect the cell phone tower we'd have to get like some kind of mobile provider right. and we would have to like you know find a way to charge our cell phones so we'd have to invent electricity there are time travel implications for sure let me just ask this question you know that like like my still, we are from Tampa. We we still have eight one three numbers, even though we are so far from the eight one three area code. If I type in nine one one, doesn't it automatically cut to local Tampa police because that's my number, Wait, or does it connect does to it? the? I don't know. That's like a question. Oh I really no, have. it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, because I had a fucked up phone one time, okay. and like the only way I could unlock it is if I like selected emergency, emergency call <laughs> yeah because like a part of the screen just was not responding to touch anymore um so like i accidentally called seattle police one time oh, and they man. were like seattle police what's your emergency and i was like uh i gotta go okay um, so it connects via tower which is i better. believe so okay I, I think that they got that locked down because that, my that time travel question would be if this guy goes back mm. is his phone and technology beholden to satellites being in the air at that time or do they somehow through the trans-dimensional fucking portal like they, they travel Wi-Fi. through time yeah like to our current cell phone towers and everything i mean that would be convenient <laughs> but this ain't about convenience. <laughs> this is about perfecting the Bible. <laughs> I honestly forgot we were talking about the Bible at this point. Yeah, I think I think what the Bible needs to do is go back and like retroactively just acknowledge everything. Like, really, the Bible. Yeah. This is Back to the Future too, bitch. Like, you got the book. Like, you you know what's gonna happen. Right. Just fucking like, bet on uh, all the sports. Plastic. Don't. Oh, you would just use it to get rich. Yeah, You'd well, be Biff Tannen in Bible times. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, you know that the things that are going to happen make yourself look like the best for having those things happen, right? Like, man, you would well, be taller than everybody back then. Everybody was like five foot two. That's you know? what they said. I don't know if that's true. They said, like, because we talked about Napoleon as well. Now, I'll tell you this. Every time you go to an old place, like somewhere that's really old, the ceilings are shorter and the beds are shorter. So maybe. Mm-hmm. It's all cramped and stuff. I was in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and they've got, like, recreations of medieval bedrooms and stuff, and it's super cramped. Maybe they were just worse at building things. Maybe their ladders didn't go as high. I don't know. Right. They had arguably more space than any time in history. Like, right. why wouldn't they be able to big, uh, build larger estates, man? Right, they they didn't have to worry about like tearing down the old Walgreens and like getting a permit from the city. They could just fucking <laughs> find some land, <laughs> build a tall bedroom, go nuts. 
even the peasants like unlimited space what are the, what like what are we talking right, about? i'm gonna add another book to the, to the bible called the book of max and it's just you <laughs> like ranting like no structure like i just want to get you a, a glass of fucking scotch and just record some of your stories man uh i've actually got some hard seltzer right now should i be drunk for this is that where this is going because we've had a lot of drunk casts how many drunk uh, casts have we had i on purpose too how many have i done <laughs> What's that? 12 13 i don't know a lot 15 20 all of them um yeah i think i think you acknowledge steve jobs i think you acknowledge uh the geocentric models bullshit i think you got to give shout outs um, to galileo uh plastics seem like a good idea don't do it don't do it <laughs> dude we just found we found plastic in like antarctic ice sheets like it's everywhere like it's confirming the worst fears that we ever had about the environment See, I didn't, I didn't know that at all. I mean, I, I hear all yeah. the stories about plastic being found in like, like birds' bellies and fish, deep sea fish and stuff like that, and that's obviously sad. Uh, but like, it's just being frozen in ice now. Like, what? Yeah, that that'll be our last source for ice cubes. It's gonna have plastic in it. Come on. See, that is fucking scary. No, I was thinking about like, uh, if the world ends, they they tell you to have like a plan. Not even a world-ending thing, but if an earthquake or a tornado happens, right? Have mm-hmm. a, like a water supply. Like have a like a like a like a panic room full of water and canned goods and blah 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 blah. Right? They tell you to do that. They um, tell us to do that. Well, my thing is like, isn't it if you just keep something in plastic for five years, isn't don't you just don't you get cancer from the plastic instead? Like, I'm just wondering, like, what's the worst death here? Like dehydration or like slow cancer? Ah, that's that's the eternal question that I always ask myself. <laughs> as old as heads or tails, right? <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, dude, dying of dehydration in modern times would fucking suck, dude. I mean, in any time, really, if we're thinking about it. I don't think dehydration and dying from it would be fun. Yeah, but you assume it's it's way it's a way quicker process. Is it, though? They say you die. Know. If you don't have water for, like, two days, three days, you'll fucking die. You can go two weeks without food. You can go two days without water is what I believe the old adage is. Now, that can right. be bullshit. But the point is, like, cancer seems like that's going to take a long time. Yeah. It's a it's a prolonged, shitty illness. You're going to get, yeah. like, uh, toenail cancer, but it slowly spreads to every part of your body by the end of it. To your whole foot and then your, your whole, whole foot, body. Leg. Both bod. legs. Bod. Yeah, just bod. You said bod. Let's try to build some I love that you already had the plural of legs. Legs. Bod. Both legs. <laughs> bod. Uh, I mean, or, or, well, we were talking about how we perfect the Bible. I mean, let's be fair. Are there anything? Is there anything in the Bible that we have to leave because it's so solid? Uh no. Couple bangers, bro. I mean, there's the whale story. <laughs> the whale story? Homie lives inside of a whale for 40 days. What's the lesson there again? I don't know. Don't piss off God or something. <laughs> it's like it's really it's, it's, it's a really fucked up story, man. All of them are. He just pisses it's a banger, off Joe. though. <laughs> like, no, I, I I guess what I'm saying is like, you know I mean, okay, Job, that's out right leviticus entire book out those are rules that no one follows that's true it's real creepy i I remember picking up the bible for the very first time in my life in a serious way in like a hotel or motel one time because every motel has a fucking bible um left by the uh like what what bibles are people even in motels i don't know is it just the is it the king james Bible? No, it's like left by a certain like religious group and they go around to various motels and they like leave Bibles in drawers or maybe they supply them to motel. Doesn't matter. But anyways, I opened it up at random to Leviticus and it was just the most fucked up shit. 
And that was my first like real exposure to the Bible, like actually reading it. And I was like, hmm, right. who looks at this and says like a woman gets her period, you have to not touch her for three days and isolate her on a mountaintop. Yeah, or send her out of the village. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> who believes this? No, it's it, it is really interesting. I mean, sort of related to this, I watched that uh, that new Danny McBride show, The Righteous Gemstones. Mm, yeah, you watched which, it. Okay, one didn't know it was an hour long show. Like, I don't know if that's a right. pilot thing only, or if that's like what the show is. It's really, mm-hmm. I don't know if he works in an hour long format, but neither here nor there. It's it's still just like the idea of like you don't know what the Bible's even saying, so they literally have to get a guy on Sundays to be like. All right, so this is what Jesus is saying, all right? And then he breaks right. it down for you <laughs> because it's such nonsense on the page that you need some guy who dedicated his whole life to just deciphering to, to this contextualizing shit. it Ugh. and making sense of it because it don't make sense. That's why we need a fucking Dan Harmon type. I don't know why he's the only showrunner I can think of. David Chase, get him in there. Get him in the room. Get the most contentious people you can in, in the same room. Matt Weiner, David Chase. David Simon. Uh, Harmon, yeah. Simon. Yeah. Um, Let him have Vince Gilligan it. to balance it out. <laughs> He's he the ring crying in a corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's overwhelmingly nice, but even this, like, because, like, you know, like he, he's, the, he's the Edgar character. If we're going to use our you're the worst here. Every episode, oh, he's so bright, whatever. But, like, secretly he's dying inside. We never right. see it from Vince Gilligan's perspective. It's just filtered through, like, PTSD, <laughs> nightmare vision. Um, yeah, that, that, would, uh, that would be an interesting rewrite. I'm curious to see what those, those fools would come up with. I yeah I I think you know again you have to take out the stuff that makes it beyond belief. Talking snake, get the fuck out of here. I, don't I mean, be- I like the talking snake. I'm gonna be. Do honest. you like? Do you think? Or well, then look, you can leave the talking snake, but it has this to be creepy. One, it has to be the one weird thing that happens. Like, <laughs> it's just the only one fantastical thing. I think so. I mean, like burning bush. All right, personal favorite. We go keep the burning bush as we talk. <laughs> But, like, I mean, like, Jonah and the whale, come on. That just don't jive with what we know about digestive tracts, man. He would have been dead easily. Okay, so now you're against the whale thing because you brought that up as your only example of a banger in the Bible. Well, it's a banger, but it doesn't make sense. You have to kill your darlings, you know what I'm saying? Things can be Mm. brilliant in isolation. Does it lead, like, this is the new Bible. We got to get the millennials, man. We, we, we can't be fucking with this shit. We got to get like, we got, we need to get Kylie Jenner up in this bitch. Like she's got to do Jenner. a whole chapter. Well, that's the thing. It's either, listen, let's just commit to a concept here. It's either we're keeping parts of it and we're getting rid of other things. We're going to incorporate science so we don't get made look obsolete. Or do we rewrite the Bible with today's characters, man? Kanye. Like, like, like Kanye would be like, have his own book. Yes. Book, of Kanye, book of Kanye, the book of Kylie, the book of Kylie, the book of Max is still in there. <laughs> like it can be everyone else, but people need to hear your stories. Man. <laughs> I mean, like who, who else would be in there? Like who would be our people uh, to put in, in the fucking book? Man? Uh, there's 66 books of the Bible, right? We could, Are we we gonna, I don't, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to sit here and make a, a yeah. list of 66 people. But what I'm but, saying is like, we need 66 influencers, right? So you can have a couple like, so like 20 of them would be like straight up Instagram influencers. Like, I think so. But then the other 46. I just bought a pair of Reeboks and their fire flame emoji. I'm not sponsored by them. Wink face. It's like that person's has a book. It's very short chat chapters or tweets at this and point. It would, it would, yeah, it would just be tweets <laughs> describing their like skincare routine. Um, I, I'd read up? it. Well, <laughs> So many of those are untenable Instagram uh, stars, but 46 of them would be artists, 
uh, statesman, right? Like mm. Obama's got to be in the Bible, right? The book, book of Barack. The book of Barack, and he's got to start it off with a joke about like, oh, I was supposed to be the Antichrist, but now I'm writing right. the book of the Bible. Like, he has fun time. So I with turned it. to Diamond Joe. <laughs> Um, yeah i mean like is there anyone on there like you know 50 or 65 or good and then they throw like a 66th in there and you're like Fuck, no. why yeah. do they add that fucking person man <laughs> so the instagram influencer wouldn't be that person for you no no, no, no. i mean i mean like well like kylie jenner is kylie jenner whatever she, she made a billy like book of danny devito i that's fine why would i hate that, would that? Be great <laughs> that'd be great uh, as soon as i said that i was like what are you talking about that'd be amazing I think we have to also include all-time people. Maybe this. Maybe the Bible. Like that guy that cut off his arm in the James Franco movie, but the IRL version. Get him in there. Get him a book. (laughs) Well, I was going to say is we should account for time up until the Bible. Like the Bible should be a living, breathing thing that's constantly updating, right? Like the Constitution. Sure. (laughs) The Constitution. (laughs) Another page one rewrite. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but I mean, I mean, like, so you would have to cover things as they kind of happen, like, and there's pre-recorded history, there's biblical history, whatever the fuck, but then, like, the book of Genghis, the book of Napoleon, the book of Adolf, I don't, I'm not saying that we need to glorify it, I'm saying that the book of Adolf needs to be heard, because imagine... The, so this the, is my own ignorance, but, like, book of Luke, book of etc., like, it's, ri- it's apparently written by that person with God speaking through them, right? Yeah, well, that's allegedly. But again, I would point out that the book of Luke, the gospel according to Mark and all that shit written hundreds and hundreds of years after they were dead. So that's Right, but are we, are we following that that tradition where we would like time travel to Adolf Hitler? We'd be oh, like, yeah, yeah. you're, you're important. Hitler. Yeah. We don't like you. We're not on board with you. But to be clear, we got with our PR team. We think you're <laughs> historically significant enough to write your own chapter in this book. You'd be like, I wrote a book, uh, Mein Kampf. And be like, no. Right. No, not that. Not, not that. <laughs> I like this idea. Like, I want to do this show. I like this show way better. Fuck the Bible. I want to be God's like Ray Donovan's. Like, I need to go and fix every problem that's going to be happening. Every God's black guy. Yeah, God's Ray Donovan. He just goes in. He's a fucking fixer. All right. Like, whatever the mm. situation is, you call this number. Some this motherfucker's going to pick up within two rings. He's going to fix your problems man. for a new Bible for new bible <laughs> they go in they make i love it that learn. we're using a time machine to write a new bible why would again you? again i'm i'm kind of leaning back on the whole biff tannen of it all like just fucking bet on shit you know invest in some ibm stock in like 1952 as, as the bible <laughs> is what you're saying or just no us? like that the bible's out <laughs> Okay. We have a time travel machine. All right? We have a time, yeah. Like we have all limits of time and space. You want to re- write a Bible? It's stale. It's a crusty old Bible, man. Also, Fuck it's it. extra work. Like we didn't want to put the work in to like pull up old do clips from of. our. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we want to be like fucking dealing with Hitler, negotiating terms? Right. Uh, well, you got me. I mean, this all stemmed from that time traveler, that Chaplin movie, and I was like, what if? <laughs> like, if we had the yeah. power. I don't even think I'm the right kind of white for Hitler. I probably wouldn't even get in the room. Do you think he got shitty about that? Because I want to point out, like, not to dwell on Hitler, although he is a regular fixture, so why not 50? Like, Mm -hmm. dude wasn't exactly his own classification of, like, Aryan, right? Yeah, he was, like, part Jewish, had a floppy haircut, um, weird mustache. (laughs) That was the bigger... Well, I mean, when you think of like the the ideal, uh, the idealized Aryan, uh, you think of like blonde-haired, blue-eyed, uh, very white-looking person, right? That's Hitler what he was said. None yeah. of those things. Right. 
He's just a short, short dude with floppy hair and a weird stash. Who told him that stash was a good idea? I don't, you know, like I, again, I, I don't want to give him credit, but like in a time where <laughs> you're saying like style icon, is that where you're going with this? Kind of. Think about it, man. Like hashtag iconic. No dude, shut the, you're being a bitch about this and I love you, but think about this. Okay. Nazi uniforms are so goddamn iconic that we'll never forget them. That they because been able they to- were they were designed by Hugo Boss, literally. Wait, is that real? Yeah, is that the, are you he, the with Hugo me? Boss that we know and love? Like literally designed the Nazi uniform. They brought in like the you know fucking fashionista of the time. I'm not even kidding. This, this is a real ass thing. Blew my mind, and also that's why their uniforms look so fucking sharp. Yeah, they're they dank like, as tailored. fuck, bro. Yeah. And they're so dank that every, like every, when sci-fi movies try to do rips off of them, they're still dank, bro. Like that's right? how good they are. They made uh, the dark side look way cooler than the rebels janky shit. That's all I'm saying. Or what's the what's the other? Are we just uh, 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 starship troopers. I'm just like <laughs> dank, dank uniform, bro. Right. Like, and all and all I'm saying about it is like, look, I don't want to give him credit, but he, those uniforms kind of baller. He he, and whether he designed it or not, he had to give final approval, right? And then on top of yeah. that, mustache. And on top of that, Volkswagen Bug. On top of that, the Autobot. most, the, the most adorable tiny car. Uh, I'm, I don't know, like his contributions, <laughs> the state of Israel, I, I, would it I, exist <laughs> now were it not for Adolf? Right. So in a way, Hitler should be. <laughs> we should definitely finish this sentence. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's take it. Let's, 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 let's eject immediately. Let's. All right. <laughs> you know what that felt like to me? That felt like I'm a pilot. I'm on a I'm on a suicide <laughs> mission at the last second. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. I press that eject button, but that that shit's uh dysfunctioned, right? It's not working. And then your co pilot just continues like flying it into the volcano Smiling. or whatever. <laughs> like, that's how that felt. I was like, oh God, no. Mm. Uh he deserves no credit for dank uniforms or not. I mean But anyways, uh, with a time travel machine, we should totally biff tan in that shit. Um, what would you do with the time travel machine for your own selfish purposes? Like, what would be your first steps? What would be your bullet-pointed list? Okay, we can do this, but I think we need to agree on a couple uh, tenets of storytelling, which is, what, what is our logic? Time travel don't make sense. Everyone knows this. This what is the is Back to the logic? Future universe, okay? So we can go so back as long as we don't things. run into our past selves, and usually it'll somehow magically work out where, like, instead of having no car, we have a, a dank fucking SUV. Hmm. Okay. Uh, just trying to make sure that, like, if I punch my dad in the face, I don't not get bored. You know what I mean? Like, I just... I, I'm well, to... I mean, you run that risk. Shit. What if I pay someone to punch him in the face? Where, where, where is my responsibility <laughs> at? <laughs> I mean, again, I don't know. I like, what would happen in the Back to the, the Future? Like, this is the Zemeckis logic of fucking time travel Well, here. I just like that I had all the, like, the, the possibilities. And I'm like, can I punch my dad in the face? Fuck that guy. <laughs> That is true. That that was your first instinct. <laughs> I just I want people to have it coming. That's all. I would. Like I, I thought I thought you would be like, oh, I'd like uh, invest in this stock, or I would like steal this money here, or I would bet on this game, or something. What, could I go back and stop that? I mean, my question is, do we go back and if I stop nine eleven, do I return to a world where Al Gore is president somehow? 
Wait, still, that happened after that. <laughs> still. He becomes like the God King Emperor of America. Way he worse than Trump. Trump limits immediately. <laughs> He's been president for 19 years. Oh my God, that's way better. That's that's and my he problem, invented right? the internet, so he would use that to his full advantage in a scary way. Well, do you know what you're Start kind of talking about? Start the surveillance state early. What? Do you know what you're kind of like bumping on? Uh, the mm. new Watchmen adaptation is like doing mm. some really fucking weird things world building wise. Uh, Wouldn't it be so, great if Al Gore was president in that? Because they well, do the Nixon thing. Instead, it's Robert Redford. Uh, Robert was, Redford. Wait, he, the actor Robert. The Redford actor Robert the, Redford runs in within the universe is playing himself as the president of the United States, who's been president for twenty years. I kind of love that. I kind of love it too, right? Uh, so because I would Redford, vote for Robert Redford. Well, and the point is, like, apparently in '86 he was thinking about running for senator, and it's a, a weird presupposition if he would have kept his political career going. Lindelof literally cast him as that, but he also. Uh, has him being someone who suppressed the internet. So there's no social media in this Watchmen. There's no internet. There's no smartphones. There's none of that shit. Smart. It, it's pretty smart. And what they said is like a well-intentioned liberal man coming in at the wrong time. Like how mm. how like our civil liberties could also just like Jimmy be Carter taken away. Kind the of, first peanut. Carter, what a good man. <laughs> what a good peanut. That's well. <laughs> Got to follow the rules of our own universe here. He is uh, transspecial, and he says <laughs> he, he transcends his peanut status. Yeah, bro, he's a man and a peanut. He's the mm. one peanut who can say that, and that's what's good about him. Yeah, I think that's fucking fascinating, though. And I'm just saying, that to being Mr. Like, peanut, you racist son of a bitch. I mean, Mr. Peanut was like Robert Downey Jr. or some shit. He's a monocle. Like, he's a one percenter. I don't give a fuck about that one percent peanut, all right? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., like, he he had, like, a, a fucking phase in his life where he was, like, going to sleep in other people's houses and, like, getting really fucked up. Yeah, one percenter piece of they shit. Would, they would trot him out for some, like, you know, photo shoots or whatever. They'd be like, oh, fuck, he looks so fucked up. He's going to throw <laughs> up all over the photographer. Get him a fucking Advil and a vitamin B12 shot. Okay, no. but again, like this is this that's the story I want to see. God's PR people. They're trying to work, they're responsible for Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback, his miraculous comeback. And it's just well, like, that was oh Mr. Peanuts uh comeback. Oh, okay. From being a Robert Downey. That's what I'm saying. He's a peanut oh, okay. who's like really fucked up. And they got him up. It's just like, oh my God, he looks like shit. Oh my God, we're going to get fired. We had one yeah. job. We had one job, Sam, and we fucked it up. Where's his monocle? Where's his monocle? He broke his monocle. Get me a monocle. Go down to the fucking store. At what what store has sells a monocle. a monocle at five in the morning? Why are we doing a photo shoot at five in the morning with a tiny drunk peanut? This is what he requests. This is a specific time. He's only able to work from five to six. And, and we all agreed to it at the time. We thought, hey, it's a good at better, better early riser than a late, late to rise. And we saw, we all said, yeah, we didn't foresee any of this shit. And now we don't have monocles. He's fucking stoned. No, Mr. He's Peanut, Mr. Peanut, don't light that fire. Don't light that. Put the lighter down. How did you get a lighter? How'd you get a tiny lighter? That is I the have, tiniest uh, lighter I've ever seen. Where did you I get? Have, did you get that specially made? Where it doesn't matter. We need a monocle for you. Put down the lighter. Was he lighting this on fire or not? Sorry, seed break. Is he going to light this on fire or what's going on? He's just fucked up, man. He just wants to see some fucking visual. He wants to watch action. the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> He's a nihilistic peanut, man. Yeah, what he sees, he sees where all this is headed, all right? He, he knew before any of us. That's why, he, that's why he drinks. That's why he does crack. Do you think of uh, a drug addict and a peanut at the same time? Uh, if they if they like they came out of like a like a like a like a heroin fucking binge and then mm. they they saw flashes of the future, do you think like do you think we would ever accept another prophet? That's that's where I'm going ultimately with this. 
Uh, mm. You can drop the peanut aspect of it if you want to. But what I'm saying is like, okay, if someone was a drug addict, but then they had like all these visions and shit and they started preaching right. to it. Do you think we immediately discount that person because they're a drug addict or do we try I've, to? I mean, I've thought about this before. Like what if Jesus came back? Nobody right. would believe. I mean, some people would believe it, but a lot of people wouldn't, you know? Like if he just straight up was like, hey, I'm Jesus, I'm back, here's a miracle. They'd be like, nice trick, Chris Angel. Damn. What if Chris Angel is Jesus the whole time, though? Like trying to purposely like, make his like name brand been, a joke. He's been saying for like 25 years, I'm Jesus Christ, return to earth. <laughs> well, and then he just realized that. at a certain point, he just gave up on that. And he's like, I guess I can make money in Vegas doing this shit. I told you I want to write that script so bad about just Jesus coming back to earth, but being like, fuck that. And he just like goes and becomes a roommate somewhere in the valley. I don't know why. That's just like I... I love the idea of people shirking responsibility really bad. It's amazing. It's pretty great. And Jesus might be the ultimate shirker. I got to be honest, man. Right. I mean, just because I feel like, you know, the enthusiasm wouldn't be what he's expecting, you know, because back in the way back when times, you know, he's turning water into wine. People are like, we've never seen anything like that. We've never been entertained before. So like, (sighs) let's put this guy up on a pedestal. Not across people that were uh, not across. Do you think there are people who were like shitty about that? Like, like I'm just imagining like the most cockney British fuckers in the world for some reason. But the people who first witnessed Jesus's miracle and they were like unimpressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like they want Boo, like water and next, wine. Next, but- <laughs> next, next act. Go on then. <laughs> oh, bruv. Been on the stage too long. Boo. <laughs> I mean, like, who do you think were the first hecklers, They get, like, the the sheep (laughs) handle thing that they used to pull people off stage with. What was was that? Did that actually happen to people? Like, they had, like, the, yeah, the shepherd's uh, hook or whatever, where they would just, like, pull a bad entertainer off the stage with that? Yeah, I mean, you're not Spanish. You're honorary Spanish, so do some homework. Watch this thing called Sabado Gigante, right? And it Sabado was, Gigante. Sabado Gigante. Big Saturday. Sabado Gigante. Yeah, you got it. With Don Gigante. Francisco. Um, and so this was this thing that was on for like 45 years or whatever. It might still be on with another host, but uh, they would have a guy who was dressed like an executioner. Spanish TV is awesome, by the way. He would basically be dressed like a hooded executioner, but like also, do you remember those magic specials that were on Fox when we were kids? Like the uh, Mysteries of the Magician. And it was a guy with like a weird like Mortal Kombat mask. Okay, he's rocking a hood and a Mortal Kombat mask. And this guy would come out of nowhere and hook people (laughs) off when they were trying to do like a dance or Mm -hmm. like sing. But the problem is it was always like a little kid or like an elderly person who like for 60 years was like, all I need is a microphone and I can do it. And like (laughs) within 10 seconds, a literal hooded man with a hook would pull them off stage. It would be it would be like they'd have more dignity if he just like gently like escorted them off the stage. Like why the hook and the executioner's mask and everything? Uh, gotta have a hook, man. This is Spanish TV. If you're not standing out, you're fucking being like something got lost in translation where they're like, they always say you gotta have a hook for your TV show. So they got a literal hook. I think we need to do like a like we need to do a consent form reality show where people do talent show. But, like, you'll die if you don't. Think about it. Wait. What? If you, if you, if you suck, you'd get killed. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, uh, like, like America's got talent, but if you don't got talent, you get death. And uh, if, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Only the talented people are going to go out there. 
I don't agree with that. I well, I this think this is about well, to get I, contentious. I, I feel I think, coming on. I think one season might be a little bloody, but I think after and we televise every death too. I mean, you're, you're you're counting on a level of like acute self awareness and honesty that just doesn't exist in a human being. What I'm saying is that first season, people are going to be like, "I can sing," and they're like, ah, and they're going to get cut in half or just like catapulted into a brick cut wall in or half? something. Well, I was thinking a literal hook. So, so to be clear, like somebody wins this, and the prize is they get to live, and everybody else dies. Or if you're talented and you don't make it to the top, it's still fine. You're still alive. Like, what are the rules of this show? What I'm saying to you is, this is, no, you still get like a million. We got to like have the American. It's a way, honestly, we could just call it American Idol, but spruce up the concept, right? And you just add death to it. So it's a death competition. And at the end, you, you get a record contract and all that shit. And it's good. <laughs> if you sing and you, and, you, and you suck, you get killed. Like, that's just all there is to it. There's an elimination. Yeah. Each week, someone's dying. And then, of course, okay, we, do, so we, do, we do two weeks of auditions. So a lot of people die then on camera, on camera. It's gotta be on camera. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Okay. Like what, what's, 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 what, what has this all been working towards? I, I thought maybe camera? it would have been like a, you know, a, a, the implication of it, like Ryan, like they get escorted off by the executioner guy and then Ryan Seacrest comes out and he goes, Oh no, there goes another one. And then you right. hear like a shing, like sound effect or something that they add in post, like, that Something would be like, like the biggest controversy since like quiz show. <laughs> like, do you remember, you remember like they found out the quiz show was bullshit, like from the sixties or whatever. And it was just mm. like, yeah, what's yeah. this question? You have two seconds to answer it. And like, right before he nails. Yeah. It would be a bigger scandal than that, man. Would it be like dancing? If, in we, the were, stars? if we were murdering people, if we weren't more murdering people, that's that. Would be the <laughs> oh, if we scandal. weren't. Yeah. If it was just like executioner cubs, right? Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying that line. like literally we would be murdering the people. We just wouldn't be showing it for standards and practices. Can we so like they'd be escorted like a... off screen, maybe, maybe like a, a, a white screen and in silhouette, <laughs> okay. you see them die or yeah, something like that. Off. Yeah. 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 At least can we have like a Mr. Burns like uh, uh, button, like where the floor drops out and we just, and we, we mic them. They're still mic'd. So mm-hmm. we just hear them as they fall. <laughs> and hopefully it's enough to like break their legs and kill them all at and once. And we could like time. change it up every season or maybe every episode what's in the pit. Like it could one one episode it could be like a like a human garbage disposal and then the next one could be bears. Like Vietnam spikes. Yeah, next one could be like fucking just, a- acid or just snakes. fire. Yeah, just fire. fire. Just fire. Just a, just a pit of fire. <laughs> And that's like one of the stipulations is if you're about to die, you have to announce what it is that's about to kill you. You'd be like, oh, no, fire. You're telling me you don't think after one season of people getting killed like crazy that 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 they would rate it in a little bit? That suddenly I mean, like, we would only get the most 10 talented people in the world. And what sucks about that? I disagree like, with you. I really do. I, have I you, see, have you season, seen though. these shows? Yeah, because death isn't on the line. All that's on the line is like in their minds, it's better to be uh, like a like a joke and have your fifteen minutes of fame than it is to be like a, a nobody. I think I think that you're assuming though that like these people are aware that they're jokes, and not all of them are. I think some people legitimately think that they're talented. Like there's, just there's think, like mental illness involved here. Well, they'd have to pass a test. All right, you're right. So, so really, right. you're you're just creating like a oh, they have to pass a test. Okay. Otherwise, God. I was going to say you're just yeah. creating like an execution show where we're like whittling down the mentally ill in our population until only like talented, sane people are left. 
okay, I know that sounds really bad, but for a second, that's, I was like, but... That's a real Atlas Shrugged type situation. I'm just saying, Ayn like, Rand is rolling in her grave in the good way. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> She's applauding right now. Yeah. No, I that just... I, I old well, the, died in poverty, asshole. You do have to... Uh, she would not see a dime from this, even though she probably gets executive producer credit on that at that point. But uh, <laughs> Welcome to Ayn Rand's American Idol. <laughs> In every episode, like, that. hashtag, who is John Galt? Text your favorite to hashtag, who is John Galt? Hashtag, where is John Galt? Wait, is hashtag, one of these... Ryan Seacrest, new haircut. <laughs> Are we just going to go through it? Hashtag, why is John Galt? How is John Galt? <laughs> is one of the contestants John Galt? Is that like... Hashtag, what is John Galt? No, you're fired. You, one job, you get fired from God's PR, people. You did. You managed it somehow. Since this is run by God's PR yes! <laughs> they have to work at the behest of a fucking madman named Ayn Rand, right? <laughs> From beyond the grave. Oh, no, we're bringing her back. They're gonna, we're going to reanimate we re- her. We're reanimating her yeah. old dusty corpse. We have to. I mean, come We're on. not like putting her in a new body or something. No, she's like, like whatever Westworld style maybe composition she's at now is what she's rocking. I mean, she's gonna come to so play just, with what uh, she got. Dusty skeleton. I mean, you think she's completely dust? How when did she die? Years. Eighties. I think you turned to dust pretty quick. Is that true? Yeah. All I know about this is Chucky. When Chucky go digs up his own body and there's a rat I mean, in there, he's like, "That's not good." <laughs> he's like, "I agree." Chucky That's- is a good metric for. <laughs> Our understanding of I decomposition. Just, I figured he had died a while back, man. I because you know in the Iliad, I learned everything I needed to know about mortality from Chucky. <laughs> I was going to bring in up the Homer. Iliad. I'm yeah, sorry, I was bringing up Homeric epics to, to make a point. Uh, I believe it's uh, uh, Hector says to uh, Paris uh, that, he, that he doesn't fear death, and one day, and that, that thousands of years now, when our dusts are mere, or when our bones are merely dust, they will faintly remember our names. Um, and I, he said thousands of years. So I figured like, oh, it takes, takes like probably a hundred years for you dusty, you know, like. Why were you sli- slipping into a Southern drawl there? Uh, probably takes like a hundred years if you're dusty. If you're dusty. <laughs> George W. Bush all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> that that fucker is probably sitting on his ranch, just eating a pancake and painting some portrait of a world leader right now. Right. Having a great old time. He's doing better than most of us, man. It's almost yeah. unfair. I think like he's got that former president money, bro. Well, I don't want to be a dick, and I, he deserves to live out his remaining years in some kind of peace, I guess. But yeah, he only, I just saw the know, well, I just saw the trailer for that war in the Middle East. <laughs> well, I just saw that trailer state. for 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 the new Rambo movie called Last Blood. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Last someone, Blood is that yeah, what it's called? Last Blood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody was freaking out about the James Bond movie title, whatever that was. Like that was pretty yeah. in keeping with the James Bond ship. But Last Blood, Last Blood, and might the whole be trailer, the best title. Well, the whole anything. trailer has like match cuts from like you know that in the in First Blood, I guess just First Blood. That's the first Rambo movie. It's called. There's that scene where he sneaks up behind the gun. He's like. And he stabs him with the fucking knife, and there's a cross cut of now 74 year old Sly Stallone doing, and they even cut like they do quick flashes, like, oh, young Stallone, old Stallone, young Stallone, old Stallone. And you're like, yeah, we, we get it. Last blood. He's <laughs> aged. That's what his entire like last 20 years of his career have been is him just like slyly commenting on how he's gotten older. 
that's what those Expendables movies are. They're like these masturbatory fucking odes to, oh, not as young as we used to be. And then Jason Statham comes in. He's like, I'm younger than all of you. Are you still old, though? I mean, he bet Rocky and Rambo and Expendables. You're right. It's just been since like 2004. That's what he's just been doing. Been a great big circle jerk. Like uh, I did a Rocky, so now I got to do a Rambo, followed up by an Expendables, followed up by a Rocky. Followed... It's just, it's just gonna keep going, and he's gonna outlive us all. He's gonna outlive the planet Earth. Still making these movies for no one. Well, I was gonna say let's put Rambo on the case of hunting down George W. Bush and like having oh, a fight secret servants. I'm sorry, I, I spiraled down there. No, it's fine. I love it. No, I love it. But here's the thing: so the premise of this movie, what I actually like about it, it's ba- it just basically seems like remember when Frank Miller was gonna do Batman versus Al Qaeda, we were like, oh shit, and then he just made it into a really uh, xenophobic, like anti-Muslim book called Holy Terror. Like no, that became the new thing. I, oh yeah, I didn't so, remember that that happened. Oh, there was gonna be a book called Holy Terror Batman, and it was gonna be. Frank Miller Frank Frank Miller is like a mentally ill fascist, right? He's pretty fascist. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. go back and you look at any of that work now and you're like, oh, it was all yeah, there. Like 300. Yeah. It was like very hardcore, like military, war. Iraq war. Um, but he was going to do one where literally Batman goes into the Middle East and just fucks up Al Qaeda, like goes and finds Bin Laden. And like a part of that on paper is cool, I guess. Best part of the first Iron Man. Right. No, it is. is when he's yeah. just fighting terrorists. Should we have been the next that. three movies, by In the way. 2008, yeah. <laughs> we were feeling that fatigue. Obama wasn't president yet. We're like, come on, man. Ben, ben Kingsley was there for some reason. Um, uh, but so, so this, uh, so like to bring it back to Rambo very quickly, uh, it, this is not him going to war. It's not him being in like Burma. It's not him doing it in Vietnam again. Like it's just about apparently a 75 year old Sly Stallone fighting the entire Mexican cartel. Like they kidnap his daughter. I didn't know he had a daughter, but apparently he did. And uh, and then he's like, I'm going to go get it back. And it's just him killing Mexicans for the whole movie. Mm. <laughs> kind of fucked up. Interesting. <laughs> like, the thing is, I saw the trailer for the last one. And I'm like, you know what? Even though he was old, like, I kind of I kind of bought that movie. Like, it's not great. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, Oh, the shrug. one that came before where, like, he, because I haven't seen it. It's the one where he, like, uh, finds some misguided liberals <laughs> and, like, we're gonna change things do you have any weapons no you're not changing anything that's literally the movie (laughs) (laughs) this one he has to what go get his daughter back he said from the mexican cartel that's kidnapped her or whatever and he goes in there and he fucking does it i mean we we mentioned this before about liam neeson with the taken movies and i think bruce willis with the diehard movies but at a certain point you reap what you sow you know like this is your fault that your daughter's getting kidnapped by the cartels maybe you should just kill yourself yeah five movies in right like the fact that your daughter was kidnapped this is on you it's because you're john mcclain like Like the scales of like human misery and suffering are really like tipped on your end at this point i'd actually be really fascinated by an epic that kind of told that story that just ends in in a moment of self-discovery and suicide well, kind of like like you do that within comic books like certainly with like people who have uh, extra powers like the burden of that right but like mm-hmm. you like you're using your powers for good but you're you merely existing your presence is like that detriment the only a way vacuum to, yeah, yeah the only way to get rid of that is to take yourself out like i would love to see superman kills himself i gotta write that dude like depressed depression superman and then like but he can't find a way to do it so he has to get really creative he yeah lex Luthor, and he's like i need you 
to work with me on something. He's like, I'm never going to work for you right. or with you. I don't like you. And and he's like, I know. Well, suddenly Lex Luthor, who, who's all he wants to do is kill this fucker. He's like, on principle, no, I'm not going to do what you want, you piece of shit. You want to die? Staying alive. Yeah, you're going to stay alive forever. To watch this shit. All right, watch <laughs> me not kill you, you asshole. <laughs> I'm going to make it my life's mission to make sure that you are as uh, healthy and uh, happy as possible. <laughs> it becomes his caretaker. It becomes a totally different movie. <laughs> it becomes his Alfred. And he still hates him, but not as much as... Uh... I hate you. Here's a crumpet. You deserve it. You're doing great. Positive affirmation, number 32. Here's a Gatorade. Replenished your fluid soups, all right? You got, you I know gotta how much hydrated. you love... <laughs> I know how much you love kitten calendars. I got you several. I don't know which one you want, but you can mix it up. Here you go. I, I think it's actually a sweet bookend. Maybe that's how we end <laughs> the entirety of Superman. Like if Superman ever ends, they're like, all right, last right. Superman comic ever. Like, yeah, it's sweet man. That's like that's like because again, as cataclysmic and 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 uh, you know, uh, galactic in scale as Superman is, that would be like the leftovers last episode being like the Book of Nora, where it's yeah. just about two people in a room together, like there's nothing else going on. Right. Superman, and it's just about how his arch enemy grows to love him by caring for him. <laughs> But it's still motivated by spite. Oh, he hates him, but he also loves him. <laughs> he hates him. Uh, I'd watch it. Um, oh, but no, I, I was going to say uh, Rambo alternately. Like, why do we even bother giving these guys motivations at all to do anything that they do? Like, let's just call it what it is and just have a movie where Rambo just starts killing people. And we don't know why. We don't know who the people are or what they've done to him. We find out they've done nothing to him. Yeah, he's just like, bloodlusted at this point well i was gonna say that's what's interesting so you didn't see the last movie and it's not t- terrible it's not great it's actually a lot more solid than you would think considering he like directed it and he was old as fuck at the time right but the movie right. ends and it's actually this really pretty shot that i like the last shot of rambo that plays through the entire credits is like rambo finally being home being back in the states being back at the ranch you pass this like uh this uh, the mailbox and it says rambo on it and you see the ranch all the way down <laughs> It's not funny to you. It's a common <laughs> surname, okay? 100,000 Rambos in the United States, and you're over here laughing? Fuck you, Max. You're killing a poignant moment. A cherry on top of a fucking vanilla sundae of a franchise, man. And I'm so the listening. Point is, so, so we see the mailbox that says Rambo. Yeah, and it's just perfectly framed, and you see Sly walking down back home for the first time, and he, there's a truck in the driveway, and you're like, oh, his family's going to be there. Man, he's finally ready to come home. And, and the credits just roll, but it never cuts. It doesn't fade to black. You see him walk the entire mile down to the home, and then when he gets there, the door opens, and people greet him, and it cuts out. And I'm like fuck man like look i'm not saying that like sly is a great writer i certainly don't think that but he has moments where he seems to get what's pretty about something I mean, homie wrote the first rocky dude like first rocky he also is wrote a the legitimate rocky also wrote the fourth rocky also wrote the third rocky right <laughs> expendables one two three I'm not saying he didn't have a fall from grace. I'm saying he might have only had one grace note, and then it was all the rest bad. But what a grace note. It's you a know? grace note. Rocky one is fucking brilliant. And I actually like, liked Rocky Balboa. I like the sixth one that he did when he was I old. actually never saw that. You know, I saw yeah. Creed do. Um, but my point is that it ends beautifully where he just gets home, and you're like, oh, good for this guy. He finally fucking deserves it. So when, well, they, made, when they made this one, I just thought, is it going to be Rambo PTSD? Like, he's just at the supermarket. I was about to say, yeah, that's the movie I actually want to see is just him dealing with regular life. 
he's a backer he's a backer <laughs> at the like local fucking sweet bay or it's something. the only job you can hold down he's gotten fired like five times in the last year the va isn't like helping him out with his ptsd medications well and it's a man on the edge and he's finally he's pushed too far and right. the ptsd kicks in and i wonder if there's any noble intention or if it literally is just him thinking that there are enemies suddenly the SWAT team has been called helicopters are fucking flying around he's in the jungle man he sees charlie up there fucking circling around and so oh he, he just you know he becomes the villain like it's really about cops trying to and he's a white man so they wouldn't kill him let's be perfectly clear about that they would give him some time you know they'd be like sir <laughs> sir put your weapons down he's they, 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 yeah they would like be approaching it from a mental health uh situation like thoughts and prayers time. um we need to get you help sir and he's literally just firing off rounds of a fully automatic weapon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would go over well in today's day and age of mass shootings. I mean... I think it would be commercially successful. Uh, well, I don't want... I don't... Because they canceled that Damon Lindelof movie. You heard that? The the Hunt or whatever? The Universal movie? Yeah. And I Which thought, that's stupid. Well, it's crazy that we're... Like, I thought we got over We this. did it in response to Trump tweets, though. Is that what happened? Because they tweeted, he tweeted. That's why they did. They said that it was yeah. Trump tweets. By oh, the way. was it? Yeah, because he he was saying like it was hypocritical that like liberal Hollywood would be doing. I, I don't remember what he says because I don't fucking listen to what he says. But yeah, it was at least partially motivated by that. From well, my point is, I thought we got over the idea of uh, uh, like in our lifetimes we had Columbine. And Columbine, the response was these video games and Eminem and Marilyn Manson. And now, mm-hmm. like, thinking about that now, does it not freak you out how that was, like, a real... Like, my parents didn't want me to listen to Eminem. My parents didn't want me to listen to Marilyn Manson. Good, good, good. I shouldn't listen to Marilyn Manson because he's fucking hack and he's not good, but they didn't know that, okay? Right, they that just didn't want the me reason. To, <laughs> yeah, they didn't want me to listen to him because they thought he was, like, the devil or some shit like that. It's so weird to me that, like, in our lifetimes, I thought we saw that now with sober eyes. We're all like, holy shit, that was a bad look or blaming art. Like we didn't do that. You We're know back I mean? to doing that. Like that—that's the new Republican thing again. Is like, uh, it's mental health issue and also um, music that kids are listening to and video games that they're playing. These violent video games. Like they're back on that when that's been like conclusively disproven. Right. Think about how many more murders there would be if there wasn't that outlet. Several prob. Yeah, I was reading about the BTK killer. Mm, watching that mind hunter new yeah, season he finished it yeah and uh like he's uh, what i to be honest my favorite parts of the show are just everything that he's doing right because i Which, know that it doesn't end for a very long time it's like oh wow we are in the nascent stages of whatever this is it's really fascinating yeah. to me it's great because you never see him kill anybody you just see like everything outside of that in his right. behavior and it's so creepy well, yeah. the ending of season two, not to spoil anything, it cuts away from the main story and, and we see him at a motel in Kansas and you just see like, they had talked about it, it would take taken trinkets the whole time, but you see like him just lining all these like uh, licenses yeah, driver's up. Driver's license, and, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So like that's scarier than them showing me any murder, to be honest, because it's just right. like in my head. And then him um, doing like the autoerotic asphyxiation thing with the mask. Well, I looked him up because I got really fascinated by because he's an anomaly when it comes to serial killers. Serial killers tend to tend to ramp up, and uh, he didn't like kill ten people over seventeen years, which is nothing to like slouch at or whatever. Um, But at the same time, it's like then he didn't get caught for fourteen years. He didn't kill anybody in that time, and even his last couple kills, there were years in between. And I was like so fucking fascinated by like what is the rhyme or reason to that shit. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Like, because like we, the, the whole point of that show, and I think maybe that's why they picked BTK, to be honest, is that the whole point of that show is that we're profiling, we're finding patterns, we're going to be able to predict these behaviors. And then but sometimes yet, there aren't patterns. Yeah. So fucking yeah. scary, man. So scary. Yeah. I mean, that, that was like the best thing in this new season, not to turn this into a Mindhunter review, is when they go back t- to see, um, what's his nuts? Cameron Britton plays the uh, breakout Kemper, star of season yeah. one. Yeah, Kemper. Um, and Kemper is like, did it ever occur to you that the only people you've profiled are the people that got caught? And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, I looked that up, and then apparently there are hundreds of serial killers in America that have never been caught and are mm. still presumed to be at large. If not, they've died out or whatever. Yeah. But but to speak to the thing that you were talking about when it comes to like video games and, and, and all that shit, it's like they said, a lot of people said that they attributed his gaps in, uh, to him being like relatively happy. Like him also doing other like uh, S and M stuff that would uh, take that 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 need away that that impulse away. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying, oh my god, all this guy needed was like someone to properly S and M him, and no one would have died. But what I'm saying is that, like, yeah, they're 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 these are outlets. These are so it's his it's his wife's fault, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the takeaway. <laughs> no, he like his wife was married to him. Like she divorced him immediately when she found out. That's what's always so fascinating to me too. Is like. Mm. If I lie about something little, like, do you eat this food? No. I'll feel bad about it. This guy had a whole separate life. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, and then and he had a daughter. And, and, like, both his wife and his daughter had to be blindsided with the fact. And you can sit there and be like, oh, they had to know. And I'm like, I think the point is no, that they didn't know. Right? right. Like, this guy was able to avoid capture for 30 fucking years. He's pretty good at hiding who he is. And I think it's like, just imagine being that person and then finding out that your entire life is a lie. And beyond that, like, you have a child that... And if you're that child, oh my God, you have 50% of that fucker that's inside some, of that's you. That's some stigma. I mean, have we proved at all any kind of conclusive? Like, there's probably not enough data. That's the thing. The next step to that like, research is it, is, is it genetic? Yeah. Or like even impulses, like not even necessarily full blown, like, oh, uh, the, the, the Ted Bundy's daughter then became a serial killer, but does she display any characteristics, any sociopathic characteristics? Like anything that you could see is like, oh, just a little bit it's more. A, it's a know? nature nurture thing, man. Who's to say? It's a real Joker uh, being hung up by Batman and saying like, all they need is a little push. And then Batman's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up, man. I'm tired of your crap. You're always saying things that I can't argue against. So I just grunt and then I try to punch you. Yeah. He's mad because the Joker tests well. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he pulls really over. well. Yeah. Well, he switched over to God's PR firm, and like, look what happened, man. Everything was good afterwards. I like to think that Batman has his own PR people, too. He does, but it's just Or, or that Alfred went out and got like a marketing degree and came back. And he actually like Bruce Wayne the brought this idea to the table like four years prior, and Alfred was like, hold up, Master Wayne. Well, and he went and he to went, do some research. So and he, he went like through enrolled the, at community college. <laughs> we didn't go to like a reputable institution. He's like, I got to be close to the master. <laughs> he's a, he's, well, he's a proud guy, you know, and like he didn't want to like do it on Bruce Wayne's dime, even though right. he offered several times. And he's like, I'm going to pay my own way. I've been then, terrible with my own money, by well, the way. Also, like, this is the thing about Alfred we don't know is he is terrible with finances. <laughs> oh, he also went through the trouble of like making a whole resume and application <laughs> and shit. He's just like, Alfred, I know you. He's like, no, I need to be treated like any other applicant. <laughs> there are no other applicants. So you're the one who insisted on this. I've held off on crime fighting for four years. Well, you got this fucking degree. Gotham's a fucking mess, Alfred. Like we could not I could have hacked a computer that. and gotten you this degree if it's so important. 
It's gotten way worse out there. Right. And uh, you don't give a fuck, man. He's a principled man. Alfred is like, <laughs> sir, rules are rules. If it's worth doing, it's worth They're doing. They're your right. rules. I don't know why I keep you around. Oh, I didn't say that out loud, did I? Oh, 45 years of service. <laughs> Alfred, I'm so sorry. You can have the, the night off. Oh, Christ. Um, then he tries uh, to make an omelet. He doesn't know how to do it. He almost runs the house down. Alfred just runs in there wearing an apron like, Master Wayne. Right. Well, I, like without to, me, can I like you? to think that this guy is fucking like, is just such a child. Like Bruce Wayne, we give him the debonair playboy. Oh, he also fights crime. He doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. He doesn't know how to cook an omelet. Like he doesn't right. know how to do anything for himself. He's been dedicating like himself body and soul to learning how to like do all the martial arts somehow. This guy doesn't know how to use a washing machine, bro. He just, he takes, like, he throws suits out after he's done wearing them. He gets in, a new in, suit. in Batman lore, are there any other servants up in there? Or is it Gosh. just Alfred? Just Alfred. Cleaning that whole mansion by himself and the Batcave. Right. You and handling like, the logistics. He had to have a squad, right? Like, he has to delegate the actual cleaning responsibilities. <laughs> like, because what if Batman needs him to man the, the Batcave and he's yeah. like, I'm dusting? Because it's like, not like Bruce Wayne is living in a reasonably sized condo or something. Like, right. this is like a manor. This is like a, a castle. Right. And that old man is making all of his appointments. He's keeping up with his PR appearances. He's, you know, fucking like uh, gathering intel. And he's cleaning that big old dusty house. Yeah, insurance. Paying all the bills. Making all the... um, Come on. At what point does that actually just become like elderly abuse? I guess is the bigger question. Like is the Batman and uh, Batman and Robin the really bad one? The one that had Alicia Silverstone in it? I don't know if you remember this. The subplot of that is that Batgirl... He's dying, right? Well, he's dying. Batgirl is his granddaughter, right? Granddaughter or something, which not the Batman mythos, by the way, but okay. Yeah, Batgirl is uh, Jim Gordon's daughter, right? Right, yeah. Barbara Gordon yeah. and and so but in this she then is like guilt tripping every like the, the whole subplot of that movie is like maybe he shouldn't be doing this anymore Bruce maybe he's mm-hmm. an old man that you've been taking advantage of Bruce like it's just really shitty and yeah. I love it and then George Clooners is George Clooners is like um fuck mug asshole <laughs> fuck that guy man uh, put it on the bat card <laughs> does he say that is that in that he, movie? Ha- he has a Batman MasterCard or something like that yeah that that's like a a real joke in that movie, dude. The nineties were a shit show, man. Like, <laughs> man, that movie got oh. made. Like, that's incredible. I think we talked about in the last podcast that like the only thing that saved nineties blockbuster cinema was like Steven Spielberg's output, The Matrix, and Titanic. Right. Everything else was hot garbage. Yeah. Nineties sucked. I don't know where this nostalgia for the nineties come from. Uh, had boy bands 90210 watch that that reboot bro i didn't even watch the original bro there's shannon doherty there's a reboot on right now on fox and it's amazing is it kind of because it's not really a reboot like is it a requel no it's not even like okay so it's called bh90210 that's literally what it's called not beverly hills 90210 it's bh90210 right and like the whole premise of it, it starts off and I didn't know anything about this. So it starts off and it's like, oh, it's Donna and David and Jason Priestley and like all these people. Right. And they're like in character as the people they were. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is 
a nightmare. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, I have never felt so bad for anyone as I feel bad for all of these people who collectively decided at age 55 that they needed to come back to this property. Uh, really scared me in a way I was not ready for. Uh, and then it's a dream sequence and you find out that it's actually the people playing themselves going oh to like a, a Beverly Hills 90210 30th anniversary like convention or something. And what? so they, yeah, and they all like meet up and they all hate each other. And then Tori so Spelling. So it's like the actors playing themselves. Right. And it's, it's actually really great because Tori Spelling like makes fun of the fact that she has like a billion kids and she's poor. Like, because she's like, the, so it's basically the whole premise is she pitches a reboot of 90210. Is that, is that her life now? Is she poor yeah. and has a billion kids? Yeah, she has like oh. seven kids. And she has like three reality shows. Yeah. Well, and that's a joke into it where like uh, Ian Ziering, the guy, I forget who who he plays in that show, but he's, uh, he's like, how did like your father produce the show? Like you had every advantage in life. How are you poor? Like losing a shit about it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's like, it's weird, but honestly kind of funny and kind of like wink, wink. And -hmm. and they were respectful to my boy, Luke Perry, because I love Luke Perry. You boy. I love him. I love Luke Perry. What do you love about him? Everything okay name it name it love it I don't, I don't even know enough about luke perry to name a thing it's great he was in the fifth element uh he was he's in got he's got a face he was in archie show archie show archie show yeah what's the archie show riverdale, riverdale? he's in it that's oh, archie's yeah. dad oh <laughs> yeah remember this yeah i forgot that i'd even watched that show i like gave up season two some point i was like this isn't for me dude luke perry was the the whole uh, linchpin of that mythology was he that's what i heard (laughs) like i don't know what are you yelling at me for i didn't i just know that like archie like fucks his teacher or something at some point and i was like what is happening remember this from the comics and jughead is like a fucking depressed like conspiracy theory teen but in the comics have you never seen this show no, but that's the hashtag not my Jughead. I got to Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Jughead is like a fucking like an idiot that wears a crown hat all the time. And this he's like wearing a beanie that kind of looks like a crown and he's like dark and brooding and people just don't get him, man. Is it a good show though? I mean, it was good enough for me to watch a season of it, I guess. Is it's about Luke as good Perry as good Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Is, I mean, is, I forgot that he was in it. So yeah, he's great. He's <laughs> fucking a marvel. He's a wonder well i just wanted to really mention him because we we brought him up i think twice on this podcast at some point for no reason <laughs> and as we round the died? bases yeah he died that's the point they gave him a uh, yeah and then i said i don't care and then he freaked out at me i just perry don't think you watched kind of two and a death you know? ian zierling on luke perry i miss my friend <laughs> all right he doesn't have god's pr people <laughs> they would have wrote a better line than that that's what passes for a headline these days. Robert Redford was right. The internet is a mistake. God bless America. God bless Robert Redford. In that order. I don't know. I think that order is wrong, man. <laughs> All right. You, you want me over. Robert Redford first. Robert Redford didn't cause slavery or the subjugation of, you know, anyone. Shots fired. Holy shit. <laughs> like... Created the Sundance Film Festival, gave a platform to indie filmmakers, what ran this country. When we find out he had time machine powers and he is single-handedly responsible for American slavery, the Holocaust. Well, then I reapproach that that statement I just made. What do you so, mean, what happens? Like, I don't know, we go arrest him? 
<laughs> it's the citizen like arrest. what actions am I gonna take? It becomes public knowledge. What happens now, Max? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? I think we have to we have to go get. I sit back. I, I I do what I do with all of the uh, outlandish pieces of news that come out every single day. I just sit back in my chair and I go, oh, it's an underreaction. I was thinking we would go like get Paul Newman or something, have him kill his best friend. <laughs> we reanimate Paul Newman. Yeah, I mean, we had the technology to reanimate Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand yeah. to <laughs> to show run American Idol. <laughs> We could bring back one person from murder history. edition <laughs> every 10 years. If we're like, all right, first one I'd read second, Paul Newman. We gotta, we gotta put this Robert Redford fucker in his place. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Paul, Paul Newman, as far as people go, like better choice than Ayn Rand. He made those salad dressings. He loved his <laughs> right. wife. Oh my God. You brought something up, which I don't think I've, I've wanted to talk about on this podcast forever ago. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't, but uh, Paul Newman has <laughs> no because like Newman's own. That's that's him. This whole time, yeah. my whole life, I've been looking at him, Paul Newman. Being Did you like, not know this motherfucker makes frozen pizzas? He also makes sauces. He also makes fucking dressings. He and does he donates everything. the pro- the profits to like charity or at least a significant chunk. It's not just for his own profit. Dude, it's fucking amazing. But the thing is, and I took a video of it. And I, I I will send this to you when we're done doing this. Where I was just at the store and I was blown away by the audacity of a dead Paul Newman. <laughs> to to have as many varieties of his products because like i was looking at like depending on if it was like uh, like roman's uh, like oh rome style or whatever it would have paul newman dressed as a fucking roman like centurion or something right it, it went down the line whatever the theme of the sauce was there was a corresponding paul newman the man was a thespian i don't know why you're acting like this is supreme hubris here that's fucking range man paul <laughs> newman. we need him the range to pose for these fucking illustrations. <laughs> the more the gall. What an gumption. what an artist. The fucking fortitude of the a man. gumption. <laughs> like <laughs> I love how we're acting like this was like a fucking important decision. This is the climax of the Paul Newman movie, and it was probably just him. Like someone was like, "Hey, are these okay?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> Signed off on him. <laughs> the gall, the gumption. <laughs> the man the myth the legend this is a very uh, pr themed uh, episode i'm realizing paul newman's pr people came in they said we got some things for you he said fine well again the point being is old loving it's, my it's, wife it's, he was married to the same woman for like 40 years christian well that a, never happens in hollywood katie a, holmes just broke up with jamie fox it's a it's a monotheistic uh public relation <laughs> thing that we're doing here I love it. It's all the same PR firm. <laughs> the most overworked, underappreciated. Everyone thanks God when they win awards. No one thanks the God's PR firm. It's bullshit, right. man. And then Alfred the Butler, like, he, he has to fucking go off, strike off on his own. <laughs> Poor overworked man. Uh, by the way, when he does that, he tries to, like, dress differently. He's like, dressed for the times, Master Wayne. And he's wearing, like, you know. He does, like, a costume change, like. Dressed like a butler, gives him some fucking tea, and then he's like, "Okay, so what's going on with like our marketing approach here, Alfred?" And then he's like, "Ah, I gotta go real quick." One, one second, Master. Runs behind like one of those wardrobe wardrobe change uh, screens or whatever. I thought he would just actually they like As Batman the would, would, would would give him one of those little like little, remember like Batman would a have like a fucking, like a sarcophagus for some reason. He'd be like, "Step into that sarcophagus, Alfred." He does, and then, like it's a quick you just change. Hear a sh- yeah, and then he's fine. Sound. That's what's up, like man. It, like it's like fused the clothes to his body or something magically. 
what you don't know or what you find out later is that they are like chemically fused to your body. <laughs> so it's definitely crossed over into elder abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Alfred. <laughs> Poor Alfred. Depths of the bad man with a gun and a knife and a waistband with the war with the devil and shaitan he wore a bad toupee and a spray tan so high now hoping that i land on a tie stick moving through thailand on the radio heard a plane hijack government did that like the cook crack i'm moving the world of conspiracies obey no rules i'm doing me smoke kush transport to the airport customs gotta join them a passport full cash and i gave him what he asked for god damn it it's a motherfucking miracle small bride made it back into america hit uber and maneuvered out the area rhyme animal pitbull terrier Rap terrorists terrorized, teared up Brought gas in the matches to flare it up Militant Michael, Michael, psycho On any ally or rival Born black that's dead on arrival My job is to fight for survival In spite of these all lives matter as white folk This is spiritual warfare that you have been dealing with This is not a fight that you have been dealing with flesh and blood But this is a fight against principalities And evildoers And unclean spirits RTJ3 motherfuckers. Gray man didn't die face down in the Vietnam muscle, I cannot style on you. I didn't walk uphill both ways to the booth and back and I'll wild on you. You think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I'd whisper? And you safe and sound and these crooks tap your phone and I have a file on you. Huh. But me worry not, buddy, I've lost before, so what? You don't care, I'm dirt, motherfucker, I can't be crushed. Fuckers. Open the books up and stop bullshitting the kid. My dick got a mission to star, I'm on par with the best ever took the gig. I'm a super cat from dot dot in the dust, no bottle to touch. I got firm clutch on a grip in a box, I might go fly the tank, take a ride of the bank. I'm the son of Rick Rubin, Russia, full thrust, don't flash free shit to the shark tank judge. Talk real good cause it's smart stuff, we a good crew to fuck with, better love. I told y'all something, I told y'all something, I told you on RTJ point, and I told you again on RTJ two. You still ain't believe me. So here we go. RTJ. Talk to me. Talk to me.